Good morning. It is it is good to be here this morning, and um, you know, first off, I just want to thank y'all for the opportunity to be in here, and um, I don't know how my name kept coming up over and over and over, but anyway, I am very, very, very thankful for being here, and I'm humbled for the opportunity to stand in the pulpit today, and um, Baptist Men's Day, I, I hope you're encouraged in that. Um, you know, sitting there looking up here at a men's choir full and not a single chair open, that's encouraging to me. That's encouraging to see, see men stand up, stand up for what they know is right. Um, it's encouraging to me to have godly men in my life. Um, you know, I, there was a time in my life where I prayed, and I prayed, Lord, just please, please put some godly men in my life. And He provided. Um, you know, it, it's... There was a time in my life, and I'm not going to um, give y'all all my testimony. We'll be here till tonight. Um, but I'm going to give you a little bit of it, kind of some of the things that I've been through. But, you know, there was a time in my life where I thought I had it all together. I thought I had it going on. Um, you know, I, I was a, there was a time in my life where, like most of us, I'm sure, um, I was, a, a, for lack of a better term, a hellraiser. Um, and then I, I got married and started a family, and I, started, I stopped doing things that I was doing before. I started teaching a Sunday school class. I started singing in the choir. I started going on Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night. Anytime the doors was open, I was in church. I had it going on. I was right where I was supposed to be. So I thought. So I thought, like um, Brother Bo said, I do have three daughters, um, I'm going to be late for everything that we ever attend in the rest of my life. <laughs> but I do have three daughters, and, and 2010 was a, was a trying time for, for our family. Um, my oldest daughter, Lola, um, on uh, October the 31st, she was diagnosed, or she, we got put in the hospital. She was burning up with fever. Um, her, she was refusing to walk. Wasn't really wanting to do anything. You know, common things are common, so we said we'd just go to the local um, urgent care. They didn't know what was going on. We get sent to hospital in Statesboro. They didn't know what was going on. Stay there a week, get shipped to the MCG, and uh, stayed up there for about a month. But what I want to tell you is that while she was laying there on this, on this bed, fever spiking out at 104, refusing to walk, Joints swelling up, um, a battery of tests, too many needle pokes to think of. And it was doctor after doctor after doctor after doctor that walked in this, this hospital room. And I caught myself praying. I'd say, Lord, this doctor's fixing to come in here. We want to answer. Lord, we want to know what's going on. Lord, well, this nurse tell us what's going on. We've been up here a month. And I caught myself bargaining and, and trying to pray to, 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 for the, you know, the doctor to give me the answer. When the whole time, God said, you know what? I want you. I want you. I got her. She's fine. I want you. You know... Not long after that, we found out the diagnosis. She was diagnosed with juvenile rheumatoid arthritis, and um, the past 
I guess seven years now, eight years, have been have been hard and challenging. She's doing great, but what I want to talk to you about is God wants you. God wants you. And so many times we pray for, you know, our circumstances. What's going on? Lord, change my circumstances. When, when God's telling you, how about your heart? Where's your heart? I want to change your heart. I want you. You know, I, I think about, flip back to Genesis, but Genesis chapter 22, when Abraham, God called Abraham to take Isaac, you know? What did he say? He said, you know, God didn't want, Abraham, or didn't want Isaac. He wanted Abraham. He said, you know what? I got it under control. I got it. I want you. Same thing. If you, if you got your Bibles this morning, we're going to kind of flip around a little bit. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look here in, in Daniel chapter 6 for just a second. Just stay here for just a second. But Daniel chapter 6, this is a very familiar passage. We know this passage is when Daniel gets thrown into the lion's den, right? Daniel's been appointed. Daniel is actually friends with, with Darius. And, and, and they're going to sign this decree and put in the law that, that for 30 days you've got to bow down to the, to the king, right? You can't have any other god. And Daniel's friends knew this, so-called friends knew this. And in Daniel uh, chapter 6, verse 10, it says, Now when Daniel knew that the writing was signed, he went home. And in his upper room, with his windows open towards Jerusalem, he knelt down on his knees three times that day and prayed and gave thanks before his God and was his custom since early days. That's kind of where I want to look at for just a second. Was a custom for his early days. You see, what do you think Daniel prayed? Daniel knew what was going to happen. Daniel knew where he was going. I'm sure he prayed for his well-being. You know he did. You know he prayed for his circumstances. But like I said, God told him, said, hey, Daniel, I got it. I got it. I got it. You know, this is where I was lacking at. This is where I was lacking at at the time of my life when, when we was, I was praying for my circumstances. What would take me out of this? You know, I wasn't doing what Daniel did. Daniel was doing what he had done before. Daniel was doing things that, that he had done before. Daniel was prepared. Daniel was prepared for the place that he was going. Listen, we must prepare ourselves in life for opportunities to come, whether they come or not. We've got to be prepared. You know, I don't know what you're, you're, you may be getting prepared for. I don't know if it's, you know, praying with your dear brother that's in need, leading your families, praying with your wife, going through some trial. You know, whatever it may be, we must be prepared. We must be ready. We must be ready. We must be doing the things like we had done before. We must be in His Word. We must be in His Word. You know, you, Aaron, you tell me all that, and, you know, you, you talk about this, talk about that. How, how can I do this? I'm going to tell you. And, and as being men... Um, you know, I think it's, it's funny to men, you know, we get beat up on Mother's Day, we get beat up on Father's Day, and y'all have added men's Baptist Day. Y'all going to get it beat up again. So here we go. We're fitting to talk about the men a little bit. How, how can this be? 1 Corinthians 16, um, verse 13. 1 Corinthians 16, verse 13. And if you look in your, um, in your programs this morning, this verse is even in here, and I didn't even tell them what I was going to speak on. Confirmation. Confirmation of God thing. 
1 Corinthians chapter 16, verse 13. Watch, stand fast in the faith, be brave, be strong. You see, we're living in a time, probably one of the most distracting times of our lives. Um, we got so many things that's pulling us. So many things that's pulling us from every direction. And, you know, you turn on the TV and as a man, we've been pulled to this. You go to our work, we're getting pulled this way. You, you know, every aspect of our lives, we're being pulled and pulled and we're distracted. Um, you know, Satan wants to attack us. And I want to tell you all today, the family is under attack. The family is under attack. He's coming after us. He wants to scatter us just as far as he can. He wants to attack us. You know, we have to be in a place where we're, we're spiritually awake. Um, if you flip over to Matthew 26, and if y'all, y'all that came to walk to Bethlehem, um, I, I said this, I don't know how many groups come through, but I said it on every group. Matthew ch- chapter uh, 26, verse 41. Matthew 26, verse 41. Watch and pray, lest you enter into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. It's a battle. It's a battle between the flesh. The flesh likes, but we're a battle between the flesh and the spirit. It's a constant battle. It's a constant battle. And you know, Paul's sitting there telling them, you know, I want you, you guys need to be doing the things that y'all know you're supposed to be doing. You know, we need to be watchful. We need to be watching as, you know, for Christ's return. But not in a way that we're foolish when we're walking around just, you know, like men can do just in their own world, right? We need to be doing the business of, of God. We need to be doing the things and be about His business. So when He comes back, you can say, you know what, God, I'm about your business. I'm doing the things you want me to do. You know, there's too much at stake. There's too much that's, that, that we've been called to do we're, as a man. We've got too much leadership that we've been called to. We've got too much leadership in the home, in the church, in our families. And that's what Paul was telling me. And you can go back, and for the sake of time, I'm not going to go back, but there's several verses back in 1 Corinthians where, he, where he's telling them, you know, that they weren't doing it. He says, do you not know? Do you not know? But the thing about it, they knew. They knew. He had done told them. And they knew they were putting themselves in great danger, not only themselves, but their wives, their children, their church. We can't be walking around foolish. We can't be walking around not being alert. You know, how many deer hunters in here? I'm sure there's several. As a deer hunter, what's the prime time to go deer hunting? The rut, right? Why do we like to go hunting during the rut? Because they're stupid, right? They got one thing on their mind. And it don't matter. They, they're focused on that. They're walking around. They're not alert. They're not watching out. When it's not the rut, you can creak your chair or, or cough or sneeze and you can forget it. He's gone, right? Satan will put you in his crosshairs. He knows where to hit, too. He's good at it. All he needs to do is catch you not being alert. Catch you walking around like ain't nothing to it. Right? We can't be, I don't know if I should pray today. We can't be, I don't know how my wife is doing. I can't be, I don't know if, if my, you know, if my, why my marriage is failing. We can't be, 
I don't know um, if my kids are, are, I don't know what my kids are watching on, t- on TV or listening on their phones. You know, we can't be that, that type of man. We got to wake up and figure it out. It's not, I'm going to shed some more light too. It's not up to our wives. You know what? It's not up to our wives. It's up to us, men. Second thing talks about here is stand fast in the faith. Stand fast in the faith. I want you to think about it as a victory formation. I'm sure we got a lot of football fans in here. You know, I could probably stand up here and rattle off formations, but I can, and we couldn't line up in a single one of them, but I could say, let's get in a victory formation. Everybody knows about the victory formation, right? We like to get in the victory formation. Why? Because it's over, right? The game's been won. And we don't like the other team to be in the victory formation, do we? You know, here in this verse, it talks about a word translated into Greek, hupotasso. Hupotasso is a military term about being in formation, being in a leader. And I'm fixing to do something. Um, I need some volunteers, though. Is anybody willing to come up here? I need a, a, a man. Come on, Eric. Eric, you help get me up here, so you're going to help me out. Pastor Bo, you mind coming up? All right, just for a moment, this is Jesus. And this is Satan. All right, I need, I need a man and a woman now. Anybody? Anson, come on. Oh, I got one. Anybody, any, a woman willing to come up? I'd use a man as a woman now. <laughs> All right, good deal. All right. When we talk about the victory formation, Hupo Tasso, lining up. All right, we got Satan. We got Satan here. Who's Satan wanting to attack? We talked about it earlier. The family, right? We got Jesus. What has Jesus already done? Defeated this guy, right? He's got him under his heel. This is daddy. This is the husband. This is granddaddy. When we talk about the... You, you, just, that's right, you're getting there. When we talk about lining up, being in formation, the Bible tells us where we lining up. This is, this is the wife. This is the mother. All right. Watch here now. When daddy is lined up where he's supposed to be at, following Jesus, Satan can't get to him. Jesus is fighting his battles. But daddy's going to say, you know what? I'm being pulled in all different kind of ways. I, I'm going to figure out, do it on my own. I'm going to go my own way. So daddy comes over him. Now I want you to notice something. Who's got a direct path? Who can get to him? And the wife says, you know what? I ain't following that fool. I'm going to go over here. I'm going to go over here and do my own thing. I'm going to go this way. Who's got a direct path to her? What's he want to do? Destroy the family. So it's up to daddy. 
to be in line and the wife being submitting to the husband, following the husband, we got him beat. Can I get y'all to come up here? Now, throw this in there. Mom and daddy's following Jesus. Guess who else lines up? So if daddy comes over here doing his thing, mama goes over there doing her thing, where do you think they're going to go? They're going to follow either daddy or they're going to either follow mama. Who's got a direct path? He wants to destroy the family. He wants to tear it apart. Now, y'all line back up one more time. I'm going to show you something else that won't work neither. That won't work. It ain't, up to, it ain't up to mama. It ain't up to your wife. It won't work like that because God's Word didn't design it that way. We got to act like men. We got to be men. We got to line up. Hupotasso. We don't want him getting to here. Thank y'all. So men, take the lead. Take the lead. Your family depends on it. Your wife depends on it. Precious babies depend on it. We got to take the lead. We got to line up. We got to be in victory formation. Victory formation. Then the last thing he says is be brave and be strong. Be brave, be strong. We talked about watch, stand fast in the faith, be brave, be strong. Get you to flip to Joshua 1 9. Joshua 1 9. We'll close here. Joshua 1 9. It says, Have I not commanded you, be strong and of good courage? Do not be afraid nor dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Joshua had a lot on him. Moses had died. Joshua was Moses' right hand man. Moses was the, was the leader. He was leading him and he turned it over to Joshua. You know, he was taking over. And you know he had a lot of expectations. You know, we, 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 we look at other people, we look at other Christians, we look at other fathers, we look at other, other people around us and we say, you know what, I can't lead like that. I can't lead my family like that. I can't do it. You may say, you know, Aaron, you don't know. My, I didn't have anybody in my family that, that taught me how to lead or showed me how to lead. Listen, it can start with you. Change the grid. Change the mold. It ain't got to be, well, it's always been like that. That's the way I'm going to do it. My daddy did it like that, so that's how I'm going to do it. No, it ain't got to be that way. It can start with you. Your, parents, your, your kids can look at you and say, you know what? My daddy was, was strong. My daddy was strong. You know, we, 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 need to, we need courage because God's got a plan for you. He's asking you to do something. You know, there's nothing that my girls don't think that I can't do. They think I'm pretty strong. I can't bench press 130 pounds. <laughs> but, you know, they, they think we're strong. Think I'm strong. You know what? I was thinking about this. When I'm 80 years old, 
I want my girls to come up and say, Daddy's strong. When I'm laying on my deathbed trying to grasp my last breath, I want them to say, Daddy, Daddy's strong. Daddy's strong. And I don't want them to think that I'm strong in that manner, but that, you know what, when Daddy didn't want to wake up and go to church, Daddy had a long night from work, and he didn't, Daddy woke up and took us to church. When Daddy come in late from work, and we laid down, I know Daddy didn't want to pray with us, but Daddy was strong. Daddy prayed with us. You know, God's got a plan for your life. No matter what you may be scared of, frightful of, Satan wants to confuse you. Satan wants to throw fear. He wants to throw doubt. He wants you to get out of formation so he can attack. But what's he say? What's he say? I will be with you. The Lord will be with you. No matter what we got going on, no matter what may happen, God's with us. God's got a plan. God needs you. God needs you to act like a man. When you feel alone, God's there. When you feel like a failure, God's there. So, today, I want to ask you, have you got out of formation? Have you got out of formation? What are you chasing after? Is Satan hitting you now? We're going to have a time of invitation. And just like Ryan saying, this altar's open. That's what this altar's for. You know, maybe you need to get back right. Maybe we need to lay it at this altar and get things back right. Get back in line. Get back where we're supposed to be and start acting like a man. Maybe you don't know who, to, who you're following. Maybe you need to know the master today. Maybe you need to give your life to him today. I'll be down here. I'll be glad to pray with anybody. Brother Bo's sitting right down here. No, he will. So... This time of invitation, I ask you to um, search your heart. See where you're standing. See where you're at. Let's pray. Lord, we love you. Lord, we're just so thankful that we can gather in your house today and open your word, Lord. We're just so thankful for the, the, the words of your, um, your, this, this message, Lord. I just pray that uh, we can use it. We can take it. Lord, I just pray we examine our hearts and find out exactly where we're lining up. Exactly where... We match up with what your word says, Lord. Lord, I just pray if there's anybody here that needs to give their life to you, I just pray that you give them the courage and the boldness to step out. Don't be afraid, for the Lord is with you. Lord, just help us lead our families. Get back on the path that you would have us to be. For us in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.